Okay, and now we're back with another episode of Food in the Hood. Yay! It's been a while. Yes, it's been. It's been like three weeks. Right, it's been three weeks since we last recorded. Yeah, we have both had a great holiday. Hope everyone else did too. Yes. And what did you do for your holiday, Amanda? So I I graduated. I don't know if I mentioned that in the last episode, but I graduated.、Uh, I think you. <laughs> and then、did. I went back to, and then I went back to Malaysia for holidays. It was great. Met family, had lots of fun, ate lots of food, and then I just got back to the U.S. this week, and I moved to Chicago where、mm-hmm. I'll be starting a new job. So nice. Yeah, a lot of a lot of flying, a lot of changes. Right. Yeah. And a lot of. How about you, Ben? Well, mine was good. I um, I went to California for two weeks with my dad. Kelly. Yeah. Um. Well, we're back on schedule. Uh. With, well, see, like now we can't call this as a, it's a podcast started with two food science graduate students. But we're both no longer graduate students. <laughs> yes, exactly. But、uh, but we're still pretty well kept in the loop. Right, right. We have friends、yeah. who are still in academia and everything, but maybe the maybe we should like alter the blurb to include young professionals. I don't know if we put it as grad students or young professionals. Um, I'm not sure. Did we ever、yeah. even bother to change? You know, like the one. Yeah, I thought we did. The one that comes out when someone searches for your podcast on Spotify. Uh huh. The、does、little tagline. Does this still say grad school? I might have to. I'm not、it. sure. I haven't checked it、uh-huh. in a long time. <laughs> All right.、Uh-huh. Usually Ben does these kind of stuff, but yes. So today we have、um, something that we kind of talked about for a little while, but we haven't really gotten around to it. But we want to talk about personalized nutrition, and also kind of interlinked with precision nutrition and also nutrient genomics.、Mm-hmm. Yes. So this is kind of a Um, how do we say? It's not a necessarily new concept. It's been around, but I think、uh, it's a good time to talk about it as、um, people's exposure to genomics, people's exposure to、uh, data science, and to a lot of personal、um, smart devices、um, has become like, for example, like Apple Watch. Right,、mm-hmm. it gets a lot of your, it collects a lot of your health data, and it can be helpful for、um, guiding nutrition at a personal level. Right, so right. So maybe it's a good time to talk about、uh, what it is and our thoughts about it, and some of the future trends that this can、mm-hmm. technically become to、uh, something that's quite relevant for like our generation when 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 us get old, maybe.、Right. Personalized nutrition would be something actually will play a big role in、uh, maintaining、right. our health or extending our life, right? Yeah, for sure. And I think,、mm-hmm. given that you know the world's population, or at least in I'm not sure if, about the world, but in U.S. at least, and I'm sure a lot of other industrialized nation, the population is aging, and people care more and more about their quality of life towards the end of their life. So. I think food is something that people eat every day, so that's something that people will definitely pay attention to. Yes,、um, for sure. But personalized nutrition—what is it? Well, I guess when you talk about personalized nutrition, 
Some people might just say, if you're shopping and cooking for yourself, isn't that personalized nutrition? Well, exactly, right. So I guess you, you determine what you eat at a very personal level, right? So unless you're a baby or someone is,、um, you know, in really、uh, trouble health conditions,、right. you, you, you might、uh, you might be very likely to choose your own food to eat. And that's、yeah. probably mostly based on taste and preferences and availability,、mm-hmm. right? So、um, that m- has an effect on nutrition for sure, right? Because all right, food right. carries nutrients, and、yes. um, you know, nutrients could be good or bad towards someone's health, depending、mm-hmm. depending upon you know the condition. So. The interesting part is that personalized nutrition, as a formal definition, would be,、um, you, you know, it's more like a service, right? So if we're talking、right. about personalized nutrition as a public health professionals or for people who are,、um, you know, dietitians, they think about this as more of a systematic approach for、mm-hmm. understanding human health at a personal level and providing guidance for、uh, particular individuals. Right, right, and I think that's something that has been done for a long time too. You know, nutritionists and dietitians giving out specific、um, guidelines to people on what to eat, depending on if they have certain health disease,、uh, diseases or certain、uh, risk factors for developing a disease, right? Or doctors advising their patients.、Mm-hmm. But I think、um, those are mostly in a more clinical setting. Yes, and yes. we also want to talk about personalized nutrition in a broader setting, where you know instead of going through hospitals,、um, in a way that you can reach consumers directly、mm-hmm. and、um, get them to be more involved, I guess, in the whole process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is、right. um, one aspect where we're kind of going. Uh, moving away from you know sort of the hospital settings and more to you know traditional households or, or households,、mm-hmm. right? So that、right. kind of messes with our day to day life and、um, how some of the personalized nutritional intakes can be tracked nowadays.、Um, yeah. And I think when we took What was that class called? Principle of nutrition or something about introductory、oh. <laughs> nutrition class? Food science one 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 two. I think that was the code. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about.、Uh-huh. Yeah. So we had to do a project where we track our personal、uh, diet for two weeks,、yep. and you know, categorize it based on macronutrients and、uh, some of the other factors. We had to do a little report on ourselves on tracking what we eat. And how that? I remember that. Yeah, right. That was one of the hardest thing to do because you have to remember to track it. Yeah, you have、right. to like write it down,、mm-hmm. log it in. It was it was pretty troublesome, and I think that's one of the barriers towards it as well. But yes. Yeah, right, right, right. So that's what we did for a few weeks, and that's basically tracking nutrition intakes, right? And then you know, from a doctor perspective or dietitian perspective. They can then use this data to provide guidance for future intakes recommendations. Right. Right. So, right. and this, you know, it can be based on diagnosis, right? What type of diseases that you might carry, or some of、uh, right. abnormal conditions one may be in. Yeah. Or it could be based on nutri-、uh, genomics, right? Nutrition genomics. Yeah. 
Yep. So what's interesting to me too is you know what we talk about like logging things and your oh your food log what did I eat today or even things like your past medical history. All of these things are sort of data that you have to collect or you have to gather.、Mm-hmm. And I think also with everything, what、well, like you said, with the Internet of Things and、um, a lot of new recent technologies emerging, there are ways for people to monitor that in an easier way. So sort of to monitor their health, yes,、um, real time and kind of tie it to. Um, the foods they eat, you know. For instance, there are devices that allow you to track. Is it your sweat patterns, or I'm not sure, but yeah. So they. I think there's also devices、sweat. where you can track your yeah your sweat or even your blood glucose all in real、yes. time. So if you're able to sort of track that and also put that data against what you've been eating, how you've been sleeping. What's your stress levels? I think it's very interesting the data that can emerge from that information that can help you make better choices、yes, for, for what、sure. you eat. And that's all at the individual level. We're not right, talking about、um, at a at a population level. So, and and what's really cool, I just want to bring up is also the advancement of、uh, genomics. And、uh, genome sequencing.、Mm-hmm. So this is from more of a medical research perspective that we can now sequence all the genes that are affecting、uh, nutrients or、um, producing nutrients in your body, and、um, track all their metabolic pathways to then making recommendations of what you supposed to eat as more of a、right. reactive way of.、Um, Of personalizing your nutrition, right? Instead、uh, of you know, instead of the model being like, oh, okay, everyone eat you know, thirty percent fat, forty percent carbs, or whatnot. This is really tailored to your own、mm-hmm. genetic, you know, constituents、yeah. and how that affects how you met- metabolize food. And I don't know if <coughs> I don't know if you know this, but there's this service called Twenty Three and Me, right? Yes, yes, that I've done sort、it. of sequences. You've done it, yeah. Oh, okay. So, did you get the health report? Kind of, yeah. I think there's a section that talks about how quickly your body metabolizes caffeine. Yes, right, right.、Uh, based on a few markers. So you remember yours? I don't. Maybe、okay. it's moderate or something.、But、none of the health. I find that I, I remember nothing because none of those stood out that much. Okay, so you're very healthy. No red flags. Okay, we got it. No, 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 no. It was like you could like also be like elite athletes or something. Like there yeah, are good things yeah, measured yeah. too, but I wasn't in a、right. good zone either. Just like、yeah. a very stereotypical. I mean, I find that、being. I find that very interesting. Uh huh. I mean, we know the sort of genetic regions that affect caffeine metabolism, but also there's a lot of things we don't know yet, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so as all these um gets um cleared out of these pathways and how human interacts with nutrients externally, right? Then、mm. we can know better about what to eat. Based on what we know about the、uh, how individual pathways would do, right, as, right. As, a, as a more responsive model of、uh, guiding people what to eat, 
Yeah. And this maybe some people really don't need that many vegetables. <laughs> I don't know, right? Well, which is possible, right? Because yeah, because like you, you, you know, if if you really um. Absorbing and digesting well with just other protein-based products, you might not need right, it, right. and and that's yeah, and that's really at a at a personal level. Currently, it's very difficult to make the judgment. Um, right, and I mean, it doesn't even have to be purely nutritional. It could also be about flavor perception, right?、Yes. Some people taste bitter more than other people, so they don't like like Brussels sprouts or you know certain vegetables and whatnot.、Mm-hmm. And maybe they are better. You know there are other food options for them that can fulfill that nutritional need, even though you know it's not Brussels sprouts. Yes,、yeah. exactly, and this can be because really, really beneficial. I think so. Yeah,、uh-huh. like why for someone, you know, some people just don't like eating something, and maybe there's a genetic re- reason behind it. So,、mm-hmm. like our family, for instance. So whenever we go out and we order food, you know, we always get like maybe two vegetables, like two meats. The vegetables are always completely gone before any of the meat. Like our family、mm-hmm. loves vegetables, especially leafy greens.、Yeah. And apparently, it's quite. Apparently, it's rare, but that's that's just our family. Yeah, that, but that's and no、cool. one ever forces us to eat. No one ever forces us to eat our vegetables.、Uh-huh. I think we might just genetically really like to eat it or something. Who knows? Yeah. But then you also might have a very good digestive pathways to, you know, observe、uh, digest then, all the yeah, fiber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To get 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 these essential nutrients into your body and make use、right. of it. Right, that might be it、right. too.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you know, this is just kind of talking about、um, how various data sources can be plugged into personalized nutrition, right? And another one we were、um, thinking of would also be, you know, electronic health records. And、mm-hmm. these are maybe there has been a way for about fifteen years, right, to digitalize all your medical records, as opposed to、uh, doctors writing notes、right. on, on like a booklet or something.、Mm-hmm. So this is also valuable、uh, health data, which could potentially to guide. Uh, let's think about personalized nutrition in the future become more of an automated system, right? To provide、mm-hmm. essential data to guide the system.、Right. So, like, whenever, <coughs> let's say, you get a blood test done every six months, because it's just customary for you, or you have, you know, maybe you have certain health problems, so you get your blood test done every six months.、Mm-hmm. It'll be really cool if that information automatically. Automatically gets uploaded to the cloud, and it syncs, and then it tells you, "Oh, okay, this is how your,、uh, this is how you have been eating for the past six months. This is how,、um, you know, I don't know, your resting blood sugar level is at,、mm-hmm. and maybe, you know, it, it might just be a correlation, but it will be very interesting to see if there's anything there." Right, as a consumer, I think I'll be very interested in this sort of information. Yes. So so and that could be done as、um, some kind of you know disease history per se, right? Yeah. So it doesn't have to be just a regular test, right? And all of these like history of what you have had in the past、mm-hmm. could become also labels, right? Right.、Um, exactly. For an individual that can help、um, making recommendations、yeah. of future. 
um, nutrition intake. Right. So maybe you're like a right. 28-year-old woman with osteoporosis and you need more calcium in your diet. And this is what other people mm-hmm. have done. And, you know, they have seen improvements. And so that kind of becomes like a readout in the app that you can look at. But Exactly, yeah. The only thing is, I think what we've been talking about is all information, right? Feeding in information mm-hmm. into a system that, you know, spits out recommendation. But the thing is, even traditionally, people have always been given nutritional advice, be it from doctors or dietitians. And I think the number or like proportion of people who actually follow medical or nutritional advice is astoundingly low. <laughs> no, yeah, you know, that's no matter true. what the form it is. is in home is very different. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. But there is, I mean, because of that, I think there's also an opportunity for uh, there's a market for services to step in where you can provide that sort of personalized nutrition in the form of a meal to someone without them having to think too much about, oh, how many grams of chicken breast do I need? Like, can I eat this much salt? Do I need to like do Mm -hmm. a teaspoon instead of a tablespoon? Yeah. So this is, so what we just talked about are mostly like inputs, right? For for determining the, um, your, your, your personal nutrition intakes or whatever recommendation that it would give. Then the outputs would be kind of interesting, right? Because it could just be like a doctor note saying, eat this, eat less of that, mm-hmm. which is quite generic. And that's what doctors do, uh, what dietitians do, right? Right. But then in the future of our minds, that we're, we're <laughs> thinking, right? So this is what happens in the hood, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, which has more of a doing with automations, with um, subscription meal services, right? That's that's something we could potentially do. Mm-hmm. Is is that uh, especially for special needs? Um, this could be actually a lot easier in like a nursing home right. situation. I totally. Right? So, I think that would be a great market to start at because those people probably like like yopis probably have the most dietary restriction and dietary needs, right? Mm-hmm. And we've talked about yopis. Um, but they're young, old, uh, pregnant, and uh, immunocompromised mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. right? So um, let's let's take an example here. Maybe do a bit of a dive in, right? So personalize a um, say. Let's just say an elderly uh, this person's nutrition, day to day food intakes, right? So this person might have certain uh, chronic diseases might have certain allergies, mm-hmm. uh, might have uh, certain, you know, disease histories, right. um, say has artery problems, et cetera, whatever. Right, right. Um, so, so this nursing home would be able to provide, uh, well, be able to take all these information and regular um, blood pressure data, maybe blood sugar data, other heartbeats, monitor, whatever that this person is available. Um, so the system would be able to make a decision Right on what type of food, right, or what type of uh, at what amount, right, um, that this person would like to eat, mm-hmm. and this could also we can blend in, of course, um, his or her preferences, 
of what type of food. You know, there's normally a kitchen available. Could be cooking for a a, a nursing right. home or right. some type of、um, contractor that bring in all these meal services.、Mm-hmm. So that can be easily personalized and possibly at a you know relatively lower cost than how it may sound, right? And basically. It kind of sounds like you would have a personal chef、right. to do right. all these. Right, it does. But I think in the end, if we're thinking practically, there's still gonna be buckets, right? It won't be like fully hundred percent personalized, but、For、there'll、sure. just be buckets of different options、yeah. that you can choose from. If you have a centralized system and your economy of scale is big enough, right? You could have like、mm-hmm. I don't know, couple different buckets. One might be for immunocompromised people, so maybe no fresh lettuce, but cook vegetables instead.、Um, mm-hmm. And there might be one for people with high blood pressure, so maybe a little bit less salt, right? Or people、mm-hmm. who have maybe、yeah. a combination. A lot of people have hypertension with high cholesterol or something, so maybe more、mm-hmm. oats in their diet for that beta glucan. <laughs> yeah. So. so that so that's gonna be something, and, and I think it will as it progresses and more, you know, available information that you know about a person, the more granularities that you can add. Right, 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 definitely. Right to to really personalize the meal、yeah. and personalize this this whole process. Yeah, I mean, I think I think this is a great idea, even for people who are not in nursing homes or have very very specific diseases or needs. Even for someone、mm-hmm. like me or someone who you know goes to the gym and they need to get a certain amount of protein in their diet, but they don't want to weigh out how much I yeah, don't know ground beef. Yeah, this is、eat. another target population. <laughs> right, the convenience of having a personalized meal. I mean,、mm-hmm. I would I would pay money for that. You know, if they can take into account. If they、yeah. can take so, into so account、like、what I need, hello fresh. Exactly, exactly. But it's cooked and it's prepped for you, and it takes into account like your health needs,、uh-huh. but also your、um, maybe you you only eat halal foods, or maybe you can't eat dairy, and maybe you、right. eat this portion size. It takes into account all、mm-hmm. of that, and then it appears on your doorstep like a Christmas miracle. I I,、yeah. I would pay money for that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. So so maybe one day like Uber Eats. Will take. I I don't know. It's 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 really scary for some tech company to handle all of your health data. That's、But、true. I mean, there's just, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> We're not gonna go into like that part、eats. because that's gonna like take up two more episodes, <laughs> like you know, breach、right. of privacy or whatnot. But yeah, you, yeah, you but get the joke. Yeah, which is a which is a severe valid concern for、uh, the development of. Personalized nutrition. It is. It is right. So if you're personalizing it, who's um um who's gonna control it? Right. Or who owns who owns your um nutritional data? And they're like,、right. what if people? What if companies sell it to insurance company and they raise your premiums, etc. I mean, there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of legalities involved in that. But, yes,、um, exactly. Ignoring that, and, though, it is a very, <laughs> it is a very nice idea, especially since I don't know if I told you, but you know, when I was home, you know, food was easy. Whenever I came home, there was like dinner on the table. But when you're living by yourself, you have to cook, and it takes such、yeah. a long time because you have to like <laughs> wash the dishes, you have to you have to prep the veggies, you have to preheat the oven. You know, you think it's、uh-huh. gonna take twenty minutes, but then it's like an hour. So, <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a、That's、huge、reality. market for this personalized nutrition.、Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And, um, you know, really, uh, as food scientists, right, who are creating more of these, um, say, uh, stable foods or consumer packaged foods, mm-hmm. uh, we're also thinking about, you know, with advancement of 3D printing or, I don't know, let's just call it like rapid manufacturing or something. It doesn't have to be a 3D printed technique. Right, right, right. It's something that you can just make at home. Right. Like it could be, it could be like you just want your own granola bar, and it makes it your way, mm. and and you can take account of a lot of the personalized nutrition data, right, the right. outputs in consideration, and it's an automated process. Yep. Uh huh. So that uh, we, we just want to kind of touch on is uh, so called the Internet of Things. Different smart devices can not only track your health data, mm-hmm. but it can also, in the future, possibly uh, make your foods. Right, depending right. on what so, they think you need or you want. Yes, exactly. Yes. So this is not only that personalized nutrition; it's a system in the cloud. Mm-hmm. But this cloud could also guide some type of hardware to make your own food. Hmm. Um, doesn't have to be like a robot, right? Like right, right. Servant robot yeah. <laughs> at home, uh, but it can be, you know, some something. Maybe it's a three D printer. Maybe uh, you know, three D three D printing has been used a lot for like you know chocolate or confectionaries mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. So maybe just print you some desserts that are more healthy. Maybe and, uh, yeah, fitting, like a tiramisu cake. Health style. A tiramisu cake uh-huh. that is, I don't know, less creamy, but still really good. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So something something that you can just, uh, with a hit of a button, or, or a few recipes available. Right. Right, so so you can choose from one of the few. Yeah. And um, I think that, that's, that a, that's a bottleneck, but if we can overcome that bottleneck, it would really expedite things. You know, like you said. Yeah, ma- well, I mean, the... Ma- yeah, the heart, the the hardware, the hardware, isn't quite there, yeah. Because yeah. mass mass uh-huh. manufact <laughs> mass manufacturing is a lot cheaper. But how do you mass manufacture for so many different diets, right? Yeah, well, it would be something that's completely based off the the um sort of the um on demand formulation, mm-hmm. right? So everything needs to be done by um locally by that little thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think uh, like which when, creates a lot of problems well for for food scientists to solve, right? Right, right, right. Uh, it's if a you valuable just want to personalize your snacks, yeah. that's that's a lot of harder than actually personalize a meal. Wait, a lot harder to personalize yeah, your right. snacks. Yeah, right. If you well, meals normally start with like produces and you just cook it the way that you want. Mm. But like how can you make a piece of Cheetos oh. by yourself. Oh, you're talking about on the consumer level, cooking for themselves. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. So, like, to personalize snacks, foods. I mean, current practices is to buy the different options on the market. Yeah. Um, but possibly in the future, you could also make a version for right. yourself. Possibly using. But I yeah, think all in all, with everything we talked about, right? We're talking about when we talk about personalized nutrition, it's always about trying to improve the health of the consumer using mm-hmm. foods and using what's good for um, a person at the individual level. 
And I think just、mm-hmm. to really drive home the effect of、um, food as a form of healing people, you know, I think a lot of a lot of more modern diseases actually can be mitigated or prevented if people ate better, right? Definitely, like, on the long term, this is the goal. Right, right, right. A lot of metabolic diseases,、mm-hmm. uh, high cholesterol, etc. So yes, sometimes、and、it needs a long time to validate. Right, right, right. right. But even you know, definitely. Okay, let's say let's say you have high cholesterol, right? You can take drugs that you know drugs like statins that can help lower cholesterol levels, reduce the risk of heart attack, blah blah blah. But then you could also just change your diet, and it's easier said than done because we all have foods we love. But if you can、mm-hmm. eat the foods you love in a form that is also a little bit healthier for you, I think that is going to really improve the quality of life for a lot of people. Because yeah, and and these foods needs to be easier to to get right, right like more, more accessible to you. Yeah, and not and at like an insanely high cost too. Exactly. Yeah. So, so to 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 then、um, kind of be more、um, prevention, right, as right. opposed to intervention. Exactly.、Right? Exactly. So, and in, in a the, way, in these type of ways, like the in a, in a way where like accessing those meals shouldn't be the hardest part about, like to remove sort of the thinking. Out of it a little bit more, because trying to plan for every single meal for yourself is kind. Of, it, it it takes、mm-hmm. time. It it takes time. So definitely <laughs> removing and, that and, barrier. You know that might be something we can start with, right? With personalized nutrition, is just to、um, make it easy, make it accessible for people to plan their meals mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. get their meals. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this is an、oh, interesting、well. talk. Yeah, this is a good episode. I think it's it's concise, and、um, we kind of get out what we want to say to the world. Yeah, for sure.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well,、right. we have a lot less bloopers than before. Right, and、uh, we'll have more topics come coming up yeah, too. Yeah, yeah.、Um, we will as we're more into the industry. Yes.、Mm-hmm. Hopefully, so, you know, spark some ideas for future topics. Yes, yes, for sure. Yeah.、Um, so you can contact us at fihpodcast at gmail dot com. Yep. And、um, you know you can、uh, subscribe us onto various podcast platforms and、uh, give us a five star. Yeah,、we'll、feel free、it. to email us with any comments, questions. We'll read all the emails. So shoot us an email. We'll definitely read it. Okay. Yeah. Till next time. All right.